Salutations to one and all. It's a windy Tuesday. So basically, I've been laying on the floor wrestling with my two dogs, Teddy and Bear. They're both 100-pound Newfoundlands. And it kind of made me realize how poorly I trained them because <laughs> they don't know how to share at all. Uh, if I pet one, the other one kind of howls and starts, you know, like kind of scratching at me. And if I attempt to play fetch with Bear, who just is actually really good at fetching, will fetch anything. Teddy, who has no interest in fetching whatsoever, gets it in her mind that she just needs to ruin it for Bear. So she just kind of snipes at Bear's legs, like hind legs. And Bear never ends up getting to the toy and they end up wrestling. And you can tell Bear's frustrated by it. So uh, God bless anyone who raised fully functioning children because I can't raise a non-sociopathic self-centered dog. So hats off. (laughs) Good for you. And also a small rant because of it was just Father's Day. And I saw a lot of posts about like dog dads. Just no, just a heavy no. That is not the same thing as raising a child. You have like unconditional loving furry roommates and that's it. Like don't turn checkers into fourth dimensional chess. I won't, I won't have it. I mean, you have a living stuffed animal and that's a gift in itself. You aren't splitting the atom. Okay. Like you have a dog, you have a cat. It's just furry, it's fun, it's lovable. It's your roommate. It's not It's not your child. So that's, all right, rant over. No more intro. No more what day it is. Let's get moving. I got, I got a topic that I'm very excited about. I think I'm very excited about every topic, but I think I rant myself up every day, and I'm not sure if it's real excitement or I'm just excited to get on the radio and just share with you people. But there are two words every red-blooded man loves to hear bachelor party it's the nos boost to the soul's engine it's the perfect combination of debauchery hedonism fraternal friendship and acceptable idiocy so i thought it'd be delightful to put it together into a perfect movie character bachelor party crew so like what are my qualifications to put together a crew like this it's a, it's a good question so i don't know if any yeah i'm guessing these are all you're all my friends so you knew me in my 20s and you knew my scorekeeper's career, you know, where I bartended at this degenerate uh, college bar that's just a lot of fun. So my 20s were basically one decade-long bachelor party. So, I mean, if you think back to when you've partied with me, you think, like, yeah, that was pretty intense, or that was pretty wild, or that was basically a bachelor party and no one was celebrating anything. So that that's my qualifications. So I try to think, you know, who would I want in the movie world as kind of this bachelor party crew and first you gotta you gotta pick a venue so i'm gonna i want to keep the venue boilerplate because we're cooking with like the finest ingredients here you want to keep it simple you know what i mean like if you're cooking with excellent sea fish sea, sea fish wow seafood or like shellfish you want you know just a little white wine garlic olive oil let let the fish shine so i'm gonna keep this simple we're saying it's in Vegas because Vegas is everything you need. You got the pool parties, you got the nice dining experiences, you got the gambling, you got the big clubs, you got the spas, like the nice hotels, everything. It's just all there. It's basically, it's just perfectly set up for a bachelor party. So that we're doing it in Vegas. And at first, when I started doing this, I started putting a lot of characters together and I kind of realized I was kind of copying the same mold over and over again like this guy was like a suave good-looking wealthy guy you know mid-30s 
uh, and I, I was like, you know what? You need you need a collection of personality and traits to pull this off properly. Like you get too many ladies men, they come, they start arguing over, you know, arguing over like who's like the better, who's the better at uh, better at talking to the females, or you have too many al- alphas and you get a power struggle. Too many comedians, you get like a stand-up routine. It's like if someone asked you what your top five restaurants are and you start listing, you know, you're like one steakhouse, one Chinese restaurant, one Italian, you like keeping variety. When in reality, if you think about it, the best quality food probably is just five steakhouses that you've been to because it's just the overall quality and the care they have and like aging the meat and all that kind of stuff. So, but you, you pick five different restaurants in different genres because you like variety. So this group is my top five restaurants. You know, you want variety in there. So I decided to follow in the lineage of Danny Ocean's assemblage of talent and make this 11 man roster plus two <laughs> because this was really hard. So I'm calling this Max's Baker's Dozen. So what does this crew need? So I kind of did it like draft picks. It's like, what do I need first? What do I need second? And with each pick, I kind of gave honorable mentions to like of who almost made it. So I'll, and plus it allows me to talk about more characters than I actually put in. So it's kind of a dirty trick, but I just wanted to, I, I couldn't narrow this down enough. So this is my like backdoor way of mentioning the people that I didn't put in the crew that I kind of wanted to. So first you need the bank. I mean, this is probably the Jew in me, but I need someone, the multi crazy billionaire who can bankroll this trip and someone like so opulent, so absurd that you'd never blink twice or feel bad that they're throwing down their American express black titanium. They probably have a card that we don't even know about, like a card made from like baby seals, uh, diamonds and like blood diamonds. And what else would be that like super rare, like truffles and I'm trying to think. And like Michael Jackson's nose, that would be a, that would be the card probably. And not Michael Jackson. That, he's aged poorly, so uh, I'll go. And Genghis Khan's like bones are in there. That that would be it. That's the American Express Genghis Khan edition. And these people got it. So honorable mention, I go Jordan Belford, Wolf of Wall Street. That's the obvious pick. But you think about this, it's like. Yeah, he he was opulent and ridiculous and fun, but he also like punched his wife in the stomach and had like a rampant, rampant, rampant drug problem that nowadays if someone films that or, you know, your mom hears you say you picked Jordan Belford, you know, to be on your bachelor party. I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. 10 years from now, someone's going to dig this up and cancel me. So no, Jordan Belford, it was a thought. But I'm passing. Although having Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, actually Leo would be pretty fun. And then my number two honorable mention was uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight. I know what you're thinking. He seemed kind of honorable, kind of fuddy-duddy, stuck in the mud. But if you remember in Batman Begins, when he's like playing the playboy Bruce Wayne, he walks into a hotel with two supermodels out of a Lamborghini, and they start kind of playing in the fountain in the, like, the you know, Michelin star-rated restaurant. And the maitre d' politely asks him to leave. And Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne just cuts a check and says, I'm buying this hotel and changing some rules about the pool area. And then he dives in with them. So his kind of persona of the buffoon billionaire, he wants you to think he's so far removed. Like, how could, how could that guy be Batman that he just keeps it ridiculous? 
So I think that would be really fun to have on the trip. And also, if you up oh, there it goes the dogs. Yep, I didn't play with them enough. Nope, they're done. Good. So, <laughs> oh nope nope, they're still going. Yep. See, this is like you call those children. That's impossible. I mean, if they were crying, I would go. I would go see them right now. But they're dogs, so I'm just hoping they stop barking. And they did. So also, I mean, this Bruce Wayne. When he goes on trips, like in the dark night, like when he goes to Hong Kong and he goes under the facade of absconding with the Gotham ballerina, ballerina corps, and then he does a trip, like he just leaves. So ideally, he would just come on the trip, put his car down, be like, be as ridiculous as possible, and then leave to beat up some bad guy. So it's like you don't see him, you don't hear from him, and he's just, he's just an ATM at that point. But that's not as fun as the winner. And I, the winner for me was Tony Stark, but a very, very specific Tony Stark. The only the first 30 minutes of the first Iron Man, Tony Stark, before he learns any life lessons, before he grows a conscience, before he becomes like the superhero. I want the well manicured, you know, driving $500,000 sports cars. Just, I mean, the Robert Downey Jr., fast talking, charming, kind of smarmy jackass that wants to one up everybody. And, you know, he has a drink in hand and a nice big rocks glass the whole time. He's got the cool sunglasses on. And I, that's who I want. And I think that's the winner. So that's how I started my bachelor party crew. So financially, we're set. Tony's going to take care of us all. Hell, we might even, like, if we get a little drunk, he might let us put on the Iron Man suit and fool around. That'd be fun. And also, he was friends with DJ AM and uh, Iron Man, too. So who knows what DJ connections he has. I do know that Robert Downey Jr. learned how to DJ, so I think that applies to Tony Stark, too. So just bonuses on bonuses on bonuses. So second, you need the wingman. You need the guy, like, pumping everybody up. You need to be, like, he's basically the 1980s flavor flavor of the group. He sets the tone, and he wants the best outcome for everyone at all times. He's just talking people up. He's, you know, Bondini Brown for Muhammad Ali kind of thing. And he has a magical way with words himself. And so at first I thought the ultimate wingman is Goose from Top Gun. I mean, that mustache, he's supporting, you know, Maverick the whole time. He's clearly, he knows, he knows, uh, he does well with the women because he married Meg Ryan, like 1980s Meg Ryan. So good for him. And just seemed like a nice guy, not going to get in the way, not going to, you know, want all the attention. He's just going to want to help other people. And I also thought about Cal from the 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's Seth Rogen as kind of a tattooed, a pot-smoking, kind of kind of a little bit sage advice kind of guy and, you know, high philosophy kind of guy. But in the end, I came down to the one and only logical choice. It was uh, Double Down Trent from Swingers. This is Vince Vaughn. This is like 22, 23-year-old Vince Vaughn, just on fire, beautiful, and just well-spoken and he all he wants is his friends to have the courage to go talk to the girl that they want to go talk to he's giving advice left and right he'll make a spectacle or a scene when uh you need to be pushed and he's so proud of his friends when he talks to a girl he's like literally crying on the like sitting and watching he's just teared up and so proud and that's who you want about your party you want someone who's going to be proud and just wants the best for the group so i'm taking double down trent and plus, I mean, he's very familiar with Vegas. And you can scream Vegas with him over and over again and, you know, relive the swingers drive to Vegas. So who doesn't want that? So uh, third, <laughs> uh, I went the corrupt cop. 
And you're probably thinking like, why do, we, why do you want a corrupt cop? Well, I mean, bachelor parties, a lot of stuff happens. You never know if someone's going to get in trouble. You know, someone throws a punch at the wrong person. Uh, somehow there's a misunderstanding. You want the law on your side. You want someone who can flash the badge and be like, listen, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm friends with, you know, Mikowski in uh, San Francisco or, you know, James in uh, California or uh, in uh, Seattle or something like that. You want the connection. You want to avoid jail at any cost because God knows, I mean, Vegas jail, I, that's not a place I ever want to, I don't want to go to any jail. Like we've said before, not do well in jail. I'd be passed around, but moving on. <laughs> so, uh, the honorable mentions I had were Alonzo Harris, Training Day. That's Denzel. And, you know, very charismatic. Seems like he's got a lot of authority. Has some serious style. He's got the bling and the leather jacket and, you know, the lowrider, you know, car. And he got, he's just got style. And it's Denzel. It's smiling, crazy, Denzel, intimidating Denzel. Although, he's a little too much for me. He gets, I mean, the whole plot of the movie is that he got in a bad situation with the Russian mob because he lost his head in Vegas and killed a guy who was connected. You don't want a guy who's killing someone, you know, on your bathroom party. That's a buzzkill. It's also a movie. I think it's a it's very bad things. I think they kill someone in a bachelor party, but you don't want that. You know, I want positivity. I want, I want it to be like promoting life, not taking it away. So that he was off detective Trupo from American gangster. That's Josh Brolin's character, just a really corrupt cop. And he seemed like he was a special agent, I think, in the FBI. So you want someone high up. Plus, Josh Brolin's got a great mustache. I just want to look at that mustache. Or Nick Coran from Basic Instinct. That's Michael Douglas. And he's just, you know, a dirty cop, uh, smokes a bunch. He's having sex with Sharon Stone. Good for him. Good for Sharon Stone. And I just want to hang out with Michael Douglas. And just, you know, I mean, like, just that chin that slick back hair, he's just got a look to him. And I feel like, and in this movie, he's kind of smarmy and kind of a wise ass. And you want a wise cracking cop on your, on your team. But the, win- the winner is Big Nick O'Brien from Den of Thieves, played to perfection by Gerard Butler. Now, this cop was a L.A. County sheriff who is pretty much the stereotypical, like, his, his, he's divorced, he's got a kid that he loves, but... It's like he can't make that part of his life work because he's just so deep into the game. Like his group of cops is basically like a gang in themselves. They got tattoos. He's got like these leather jackets and tight jeans. And he's just spending a bunch of time at the strip club. And his face always looks puffy and drunk. And like when he goes to a crime scene at a donut shop, he eats a donut that's in the crime scene. And when someone asks him, he's like, oh, no, I didn't mean to. And he does mean to because he's Big Nick. What a great name. I just want to say like Big Nick. And he's basically, he's, he's a criminal with a badge. And that's what you want. You want, I mean, he seems like he's drinking the whole time. They're just smoking, they're smoking Marlboro Reds. They're going to suit stores and like having like criminal meetings and they're shooting assault rifles. This is someone you want in your corner when you're in like the sleeves of it. So I'm taking Big Nick. So fourth, in that same vein, I want a gangster or underworld connection. Just for the coolness factor of it there's usually they usually are connected with kind of the club scenes and all that stuff you know they have the table on back they don't have to ask for anything they tend to know everyone and there's a kind of like a quiet cool and menace about them so honorable mention i went jimmy conway goodfellas just 
De Niro slick back hair, throwing 50s and 100s at everybody. Seemed like he'd like to gamble and bust balls. Just seemed fun. Frank White from The King of New York. That's Christopher Walken as kind of a kingpin who just got released from jail. And he's got like these very kind of 80s suits going on, very like Don Johnson and uh, Miami Vice. He can dance. I don't know if you know, Christopher Walken is actually like a professional dancer from back in the day. He says he's a professional hoofer. I love that term. I never knew it before. Hoofer. Just makes sense. But he can dance. He's a little wild. He's got that kind of crazy voice. And I don't know, just having kind of a Christopher Walken gangster kingpin in your your, uh, bullpen is pretty fun. But the winner is Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. And that's played uh, by uh, Ving Rhames. Just big, menacing, bald dude. But if you notice in that movie, I mean, like when he's on the phone, he's in like a banana yellow turtleneck. And he's got these like wild futuristic sunglasses on. And he's just hanging by the pool. And no matter what the situation is, he's pretty unshakable. He just has this kind of cool monotone to him. And there's simmering menace. And maybe like if you talk to him, you get a few drinks in him. You find out what was in that suitcase, you know, that was supposedly his soul, the like glowing gold suitcase. So I want Marcellus Wallace on the team. So fifth, you need some muscle. So, I mean, like, you know, if things go wrong, you want to have some guys that are willing to fight because I can't fight at all. And I would get destroyed, probably like broken jaw or broken arm. And I can't explain that to, you know, whoever I'm coming home to. That's not, that's not what I want to do. So my muscle is different than most people's muscle, I think, because I don't want the muscle to be someone who is like really good at fighting. And that's why I picked them. I want the intimidation factor. I want people to think twice about even questioning or like starting something with us because they just look at who I'm with. So it's more about the perception of intimidation than it is about the effectiveness. So my honorable mentions were the T-800 Terminator uh, in T-2. You know, have Arnold in the leather jacket just doing whatever you want. Darth Vader would be pretty cool. You know, you could use the Force. Hopefully he doesn't break the lightsaber out in the club. That could get messy. And plus people would just think that he's like playing Darth Vader. And they're like, oh, cool outfit. And then you're like, oh, my God. Actually, he's like crushing that guy across the room with his hand. But, you know, using the force. Bullet Tooth Tony in Snatch, played by Vinnie Jones, kind of a hitman who's, you know, playing it cool and just knows kind of knows when and where to fight and when and where to talk things out. And he's played by Vinnie Jones, who's like the biggest soccer hooligan ever. So that, he's just intimidating and crazy looking. So I don't think people would want to mess with me. He's got a gold tooth, too. Gold teeth always just, for some reason, if you have metal in your mouth, I'm like, that guy's intimidating. John Wick would be cool. Keanu, you know, being Keanu. But the winners for me, I got two because you got to have two people in this. So uh, Doug Glatt from Goon. That's Sean William Scott. as kind of this very kind of sweet, uh, like, bouncer who became a hockey player and a hockey enforcer. And he's just a hard-headed, nice guy who knows he's a little bit stupider than everybody else, but he just wants to have a good time. He just wants to be with his friends and protect them. And that's what you want. You know I mean? Like if things go down, he's willing to do it, but he just wants to have a good time. And he seemed like a good time at the bars. There's definitely a few scenes in that movie where he's just hanging out in the bars. He seems like someone fun to be with. And then I think this is my favorite pick. I got Fez from the princess bride played by Andre, the giant who, if you don't know, look him up. He's seven foot four, <laughs> 520 pounds and has this big vibrating guttural voice. And like from everything I've heard from everybody, 
Andre the Giant was kind of like Fez. Uh, just this very sweet, funny guy who whose drinking prowess is like unheard of too. He could drink like a 144 beers in one sitting or something like that. Or maybe it was like 44. 144 sounds crazy. Well, so does 44. And I heard like also uh, Andre when he farted, like the entire room vibrated. So that's a nice party trick. I think that'd be fun. You know, you're with a bunch of guys and a guy who's the size of a building is making the ground vibrate from his butt. And I don't know. That just seems like, seems like something I'd be into. So Andre the Giant, you're on the team. Or Fez. Fez from Princess Bride, you're on the team. Fifth, I mean, we're in Vegas gambling. I want a ringer. I want someone who, you know, can gamble, can kind of win some money, can sit at the table we can kind of root for and be a cheering section for. Or he can just show me the ropes, too, of how to play, you know, blackjack, poker, where to put my chips. Maybe, you know, knows a fixed fight or uh, knows a juiced-up horse that we could bet on. Honorable mentions were Danny and Rusty from Ocean's Eleven. I mean, they exemplify Vegas coolness. Although, I mean, they're trying to steal everything left and right. I don't want to get caught in one of their elaborate schemes and, you know, have to run the rest of my life. James Bond from Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig version. Daniel Craig version. You know, great poker player, just beautiful man. And he's making, you know... He's ordering these cool martinis. Although, fun fact that I learned from Jed Bartlett on West Wing, you know how James Bond orders a martini shaken, not stirred? Well, the reason why people don't do that normally is because you melt the ice when you shake a martini. You're supposed to use a special spoon so that when you stir it, you know, it doesn't, uh, the ice doesn't melt and you don't get a watered down martini. So, James Bond is ordering a watered down weak martini. So, boo. So, that's why he's honorable mention and not, you know, the real thing. And I got Sam Rothstein from Casino. You know, he just knew every bet. He knew uh, things in and out, inside and out in the gambling arena. And he ran a casino. So he could, he could probably teach us, like, all the ins and outs of, one, how to beat the place. And, two, I'd, I'd just be interested to kind of get a history of all that stuff. But the winner is Mike McD from Rounders. Matt Damon's card-playing uh, good friend who, you know, sticks by his buddies. And he plays honestly. He's not trying to cheat or anything. He's just a better park, uh, poker player than everybody else. Plus, he's got that middle part uh, hair that's just fantastic, early 90s. And I think it'd be fun to bring, bring that back. And he just seems like a nice guy. And he just sits at the table and calls people out. And I don't know. I just want to hang out with Mike McD. And I want the Rounders soundtrack. I don't know who wrote it. But it just it makes everything sound intense and fun. And... And Mike McDee loves Vegas, too. In the end of the movie, he's going back to Vegas. So he's a Vegas guy. He's a card guy. And he's got some stories, too. I want to hear about underground card games and all. Sixth, I got the athlete. You want, like, the professional athlete swagger of the group. You know, I mean, this adds a shot of testosterone. It makes you feel like, you know, you're a spectacle. You want a little bit of a fame vibe. But you don't want too many because you don't want them, like, competing to think, because, I mean, all athletes are alphas, so you don't want them clashing with each other. So I only got one. My honorable mentions were Happy Gilmore, who I think would be fun for like 10 minutes, but then he'd start fighting somebody or, he, you know, he's kind of psycho when you think about it. He's getting the batting cages and getting hit by baseballs. Uh, he's battling alligators. I don't know. Just a, He's a little too much of a wild card in the athlete uh, version. And then you got Rick Wildthing Vaughn from Major League, played by uh, Charlie Sheen. And, I mean, just with Charlie Sheen alone, I just can't do it. I, I don't want Charlie Sheen on my trip. That's just 
we're not going to make it back. And I mean, Wild Thing's been to jail a bunch. Just nah, nah. But I mean, in theory, it was fun. That haircut, you know, the glasses, fun. Uh, Neon Boudot from Blue Chips. That's basically Young Shaq, just being Young Shaq. And just Shaq seems like a fun, normal dude who's also seven foot one. So you have the intimidation factor. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Knights, Will Ferrell, you know, just being hillbilly, stupid, silly, overconfident. They'd be fun, but I think his shtick would get tiresome after like day one. It's like, all right, Ricky, just dial it down. And he, he, I don't think he knows how to dial it down. But my winner is Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. So this is Jamie Foxx's kind of first dual threat quarterback. He's kind of in the Michael Vick kind of vibe. You know, I mean, and as the movie is progressing, I want him. He just broke up with his longtime girlfriend, just became famous, and is kind of in the spotlight. He made a music video, and you know Jamie Foxx can sing. So, I mean, he could maybe even get on stage, you know, perform a song. And, you know, he's living in Miami. He was on the bench for a couple of years. He's finally getting the limelight. He's definitely going to want to, like, flex his celebrity status. So Willie Beeman seems like a fun choice. Okay, seventh, I wanted a buffoon. You got to have someone who's the dumb guy in the group. Kind of the silly, laughable, uh, kind of the wild card a little bit. And so I thought this over. Honorable mentions were, the obvious one was Alan from The Hangover. But even though Alan, you know, seems funny from afar, he's like a Monet. He's good from far, far from good. It's like, you don't want him in your group. He roofied his entire group of friends because he thought it'd be funny and, or they'd have more fun. And I don't want that. No one wants that. Especially 2020. That'd be, that'd be some serious stuff. No. no. And just, so that, that cancels Alan out. Rick Tamlin from Anchorman, uh, I feel like has a lot of, that's Steve Carell's, you know, really kind of brainless uh, performance as a weatherman. And I think it'd be fun for 10 minutes of him saying like, I love lamp and stuff like that. And he's got a great haircut, those glasses, the weird suits. And, you know, he's like microwaving or no, he's putting mayonnaise in a toaster. <laughs> I always remember. And he's just smelling it at a party. Like that's what he's doing. That's his idea of a good time. But he also threw a trident at someone and killed a guy and was fine with it. You don't want to, I said, no murder on this trip. That's why I got my underground connect, I mean, my criminal connections. So no one will mess with us. I got my corrupt cop. So it just in the off chance we get in a little bit of trouble that, you know, he can get us off and I got our muscle. So no one even thinks about it. So just, just know to brick. And then I thought Ace Ventura, pet detective, uh, you know, just Jim Carrey being funny, being loud, but too loud for me and I don't know I he probably just he probably more concerned about like going out and saving some pets so I want someone to focus on the bachelor party so my winner was Tommy Callahan from Tommy Boy just I mean like a guy who spent seven years in college the way he falls and crushes tables uh he's unapologetically silly and stupid and he's not a, he's not afraid to be embarrassed by it and he's a little smarter than you think he's got like he's got these moments of clarity and I don't know, just that Midwestern college boy, rugby, overweight. It seems like it was like this character was really just Chris Farley. And I just wanted to party with Chris Farley and watch him do some uh, some jumping jacks and some handstands and some cartwheels. You know, that'd be fun. And the other guy I had for Buffoon was Captain Jack Sparrow. And, you know, it's played by Johnny Depp. It's basically a riff on uh, Keith Richards. And just that kind of weird, kind of artistic, uh, dreaded out makeup asking where the rum is he just seems he seems like a good time and he seems like he'd be low management wild card like he's not going to get in too much trouble but he's going to be he's going to add a layer to your group 
He's gonna. He's like he adds an artistic vibe. Eighth, you need some man candy. You need some bait. You need someone who's just so fantastic looking that it makes the rest of your group look good by association. So honorable mention, Jack Dawson from Titanic. Wasn't sure if he's old enough. Is he like 17, 18 in that movie? Like, you need to be at least 21 in Vegas. Uh, Brad Pitt playing JD and Thelma and Louise. Again, maybe a little too young, but I like the young hotshot. Sebastian Valmont from Cruel Intentions, played by Ryan Felipe. Just kind of an uncaring socialite, well-dressed, you know, nothing phases him. You know, a little, a little bit devious, but has a heart of gold. He seems like he'd be fun, but... I don't know, just a little too evil, I think. So my winner, I went Magic Mike. I went Magic Mike Lane from the movie Magic Mike. Uh, Channing Tatum, who was actually a stripper, you know, in a former life, and can really dance. He's just meant for Vegas. You know what I mean? He can get on the pole. He can be fun like that. Just like a nice, normal, everyday dude, too. Just some dude you could hang with. So that's who I'm picking. And so eighth, I got the quiet one. You know, you want, you don't, can't have everyone kind of telling stories and holding court. You need to kind of, you need to even things out. You need a little bit of silent cool. So honorable mention was silent Bob. Uh, probably get busted for selling weed in the club though. So I don't know. That doesn't sound great. Wally, the robot from Wally. Uh, but I don't know. He's a little too innocent. He might be scared by all the clubs, but my winner, I got two. First, I got Wilson, the volleyball from Castaway. Now hear me out. Now, he's a real person to me. He's a real person to Tom Hanks in that movie. Greatest friend, kept Tom Hanks going, was supportive, didn't need a lot of screen time. And like, think about how devastated Tom, Tom Hanks was when Wilson accidentally got knocked off the boat. He's just screaming like, Wilson! And how much fun would that be to be at the club just screaming out Wilson over and over again? And also just telling people, this is actually Wilson from Castaway. I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be fun. It'd be a nice little uh, conversation starter. And second, I got Baby Yoda. Because one, he's 50 years old, so he can, be, he can come to the club. I know they live to 900, but he's 50, so you know, his ID will work out. He's got his own little like, self-contained carriage, so like, you don't need to carry him or anything like that. He can do some force stuff if he needs to. If like, you're in trouble, he will, he will break it out. He's just a cute, I mean, like, it's like when you we bring a baby or a dog in public, like people just swoon and love and just want to come over and be near them. So baby Yoda is like the mascot of the group and you can't convince me otherwise. These are like the two MVPs. Like you can give me, a, give me, give me Tony Stark, Wilson, the volleyball and baby Yoda. And that might actually be just the group. But I mean, we're going for a larger group. We want to, we want to stew with many ingredients. So I'm, I'm adding, a, I'm adding a little bit more time to this, a little bit more rosemary, maybe a dash of garlic. Uh, now, now I'm hungry. What am I gonna eat? Hmm. All right, no, no, no. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Vegas bachelor party. Okay. So ninth, we got the imaginary. I didn't want to go like too crazy with the imaginary ridiculous characters. Like you know, I mean, you pick Neo from the Matrix, and it's like, yeah, okay, he can see everything and manipulate time and space. It's like if they're all like that, it's kind of a little bit boring. It kind of loses its uh, appeal. The new car smell is gone. So honorable mention, Genie from Aladdin. It's basically like you get to hang out with magical Robin Williams. That seems pretty cool. Although, I mean, if we start drinking, we're probably going to make wishes really quickly, and then he's gone, like, day one. Maybe we make stupid wishes, like, I want a ham sandwich or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, you're drinking in your Vegas, or it's like, man, I really used the bathroom. And he's like, you don't have to use the bathroom anymore. And it's like, wow, thanks, Jeannie. But that was one of my wishes. So I, I just want to hang out with Robin Williams, though. That's kind of – this is my excuse. And this is his best, his best character to hang out with. Although – I thought about Mrs. Doubtfire, 
that'd be kind of fun. But I'm not sure. I, I don't know how that would work. Like, would it be the guy? Would it be the guy playing Mrs. Doubtfire, or would it be just him in full method acting Mrs. Doubtfire the whole time? Although she seemed cool. She seemed like she could party. And then I got uh, Sully from Monsters Inc. Just big, fluffy. You know, you get to yell "Kitty" all the time. So, plus I have a Sully suit, so we could be twinsies. That'd be fun. And he just seemed, I don't know, John Goodman's voice on a big neon blue and purple kind of dragon bear kind of combo. Like, that's always cool. And I feel like he'd be soft. Like, you could, you don't need an extra bed in the room. You could just lay on him and fall asleep. But my winner is Stanley Ipkiss from The Mask. And this is Jim Carrey, you know, in full 1920s banana yellow zoot suit, uh, dancing with Cameron Diaz, playing like, uh, Loving like the 1930s, 1940s jazz kind of vibe, just very cartoonish, you know, turns into a wolf, howls out the moon, puts on dance numbers, and he's just manic, crazy, fun Jim Carrey. And who doesn't want like early, mid 90s Jim Carrey to hang out with? Who has magical powers and like can't be killed and can move all over the place and teleport? And who, who knows what other skills the mask has, but I want him in there. Tenth, I wanted a ringmaster. I wanted like a poet. I wanted a mouthpiece for the group. So someone who can kind of uh, give speeches, you know, or give great toasts or kind of, as we're walking into a place, kind of announce us coming in, you know, kind of a, uh, like a squire of old. So my honorable mentions were Geoffrey Chaucer of A Knight's Tale. That's Paul Bettany, who was kind of, like I said, like a poet in like 14th, 15th century uh, medieval times, kind of announcing when a knight would come. Uh, and my other one was a little odd, but I want President Thomas J. Whitmore from Independence Day. That's Bill Pullman. So for no other reason, I just want him to say the Independence, Independence Day speech over and over again to fire us all up. When he's on like the little uh, microphone, he's like, we're going to survive. This is our Independence Day. And I just want us all to scream like, yeah, because that, that fires me up. But the winner is Ruby Road from The Fifth Element, played, played by Chris Tucker just this high-pitched, crazy, year 4000 uh, radio DJ who's wearing like a leopard print floor-length dress. He's got bleached neon manicured afro. He's got like a cane with a microphone and 15th century opera vibe with LED lighting. And he's just, he's loud. He's always talking. He's got a way with words. He's got a way with the ladies. He's just fun over the top you want one guy who's a little over the top and like his octaves you know like his voice that high-pitched kind of helium voice i think it it would add a nice kind of complexity to the group finally uh the 11th i got the spiritual guide and the thrill seeker so honorable mention there's none because there's only one person who has this and this person is kind of like they want to like explain to you why we're why are we like uh, trying to do these hedonistic activities and like what's the reality of man and you know i mean like what's in our souls and why are we connected with each other and connection points it's the guy who kind of makes it feel like this buddhist calm around this male camaraderie and fraternalness and the winner is bodie from point break because i mean my god just a bank robbing surfer uh plane you know skydiving expert who's also an expert in martial arts but he's just kind of a calm soothing voice just seems like a like a fun guy and he, you want to follow him into into battle but he's also gonna keep things calm when he needs to he only speaks when he needs to i don't know just something about bodhi it's just 
he's the perfect guy to kind of I think they could calm everyone down after like a stressful point or if like we get the Sunday weirds or the Sunday spins after a couple of days in Vegas. I feel like he could make it all right. He'd take us like to a sweat lodge or something, like way off the strip or something. So that's my crew, but the almost made it. I had a uh, Jeremy Gray, who was Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers. And I, didn't, I couldn't put two Vince Vaughns together, like young Vince Vaughn and old Vince Vaughn. That'd be, would they like break from reality, seeing themselves, you know, 15 years apart? That'd be a little weird. But, uh, you know, he was a fun, he was just a fun guy and he loves weddings. He loves events. Uh, Ray Merriman from Den of Thieves. He was, you know, the underground kind of uh, criminal aspect, played by Pablo Shriver. Just a big jack dude who spent 10 years in prison and does precise bank robberies and is expert with uh, military weaponry. But it also, he's a jokester and seems like he has fun. Uh, Frank Drebin from Lethal Weapon, you know, uh, the, the older goofball cop. Thought, I'm not even sure if he's alive. And also, maybe the age gap would be a little too much. Derek Zoolander, you know, get a male model in there, get a little bit of a stupid fun, stupid chic. And I'm sure you'd have outfits set up for us or would know a bunch of club promoters or would hang out with a bunch of models. That'd be fun too. Uh, Chip Chilios from Crank. That's Jason Statham. If you haven't seen that movie, go see it now. It's basically, he's a hitman who's poisoned with a Chinese synthetic that the only way he can stay alive is if he keeps his heart rate really up. So he has to do all these crazy things throughout the day to keep his heart rate going. I feel like that'd be fun for like the first uh, half of the day, but then like by day two, cause he can't even sleep. So it's like, he'd be like electrocuting his nuts and he'd be like, dude, chip, take it easy. Like, he's like, no, I gotta keep going. It's like, nah, I mean, in theory for an hour or two, it'd be fun. Nick Naylor from thank you for smoking, who was Aaron Eckhart, just a square jawed uh, tobacco lobbyist who just smooth talker. It seemed like, fun guy to hang out with Lenny from Memento who had no short-term memory. I just think it'd be funny to like tell him the same jokes over and over or tell him like, Oh, you got to pay the tab again. Or, uh, you know, he just messed with his memory, but that's kind of cruel. So, <laughs> and plus he, uh, he was trying to avenge his dead wife. So I don't know if that's a good hang Van Wilder from Van Wilder, you know, good Ryan Reynolds kind of vibe. Same with Wade Wilson from Deadpool. I think they'd be fun or Reggie Hammond for 48 hours. Cause I don't know. I wouldn't want to hang out with, Eddie Murphy, like foul talking 1980s Eddie Murphy. So, I mean, one day I'm actually going to get all these people together and I will take a picture and we will listen to this podcast and laugh because it got created right here, right now on June 23rd. So mark it down. Later.